Hello, everybody. It's me. It's your girl, Hazel Monet, recording to you kind of live. This week's episode is a video podcast because I thought it would be fun, you know, as this week, it's just me. Uh, we've gotten to hear from so many great people and um, lift up so many beautiful stories. And I'm just so grateful um, for the time I've been able to spend with my guests um, on this podcast the last few weeks. And I thought, well, why don't we take a little bit of time to get to know me a little bit more? Because I do want to share a little bit about my own journey. And y'all heard that I was a storyteller. I've been telling stories since a uh, time immemorial, as they say. Um, and as I'm thinking about this particular uh, conversation that I had with my my beautiful now, get it y'all, wife. <laughs> yes, we got married um, a couple days ago. And um, I'm just, ooh, this is... <laughs> It's wild, but um, there's more on that. You'll hear from um, Bay now my actual wife, because the first episode I was getting ahead of myself, but um, you will hear uh, more about um, marriage life um, on um, our next episode of Ain't That Right, Bay, uh, with my beloved. Um, but anyway, I was talking with um, Z about just this podcast and how wild it is that I'm here and it may not seem like a whole lot to everybody it's like oh all you got to do is you know download a little thing and you know record some things and upload it and it I mean I mean kind of yeah that's kind of exactly what happens but and what happens in terms of getting the material to these conversations um, takes a lot more than that as y'all probably know and given the particular types of conversations we're having and the topics that are being brought up it really takes a lot of like um, authenticity, a lot of courage to come up on the share. And I'm not somebody who's like a shy person. I mean, listen, I'm tell you the things, right? I'm trying to really live into this sense of like, tell the truth, the whole truth, you know? So help me God. Okay. And just doing this podcast um, has been such a healing journey in itself already with just only a few episodes in. And I'm like, it's powerful. The conversations I'm having. I mean, I just, I wish y'all could have been there when my eyes literally just like expanded when Greg was talking about um, the power of um, music and how it reminds us of childhood and how we can access things through the arts in that way, or really thinking um, about um, our origin stories and how we come to understand love and what love looks like and how it takes up space on our bodies, like when we were having our conversation with, with Z. And so I'm just really honored to be in this time in my life where I'm listening a little bit more and I'm slowing down a little bit more and I'm moving away from perfectionism that is the work for me at this point and so people are like well what do you want what are your goals for this podcast what do you hope is going to happen and all of these things and I'm like of course like wouldn't I love to have x y and z person on this episode wouldn't I love to be able to have a platform that allows people to really be seen and share their stories and do this this work together absolutely that would be nice my goal right now is to just make an episode every week, post it, let y'all know what's happening and share a little bit about what I'm learning about the journey because doing something without a plan, a full plan, 
down to the nth degree with sub bullets and color coded uh, sheets doing something without that level of detail is like eating me up <laughs> anyone who knows me knows that it's eating me up but I need it so just doing this podcast without that plan is the thing that I need to heal what my rush to adulthood did to me which was to try to be perfect and to plan everything to the T and to have control over everything I possibly can to make no mistakes, to get it right the first time. That is what my rush to adulthood did to me. And so in my journey to heal, to be, to queer my adult life, as we talked about last week, I'm going to say, I'm doing this podcast just to do it just because it speaks to me, just because I want to do it, just because it brings me joy, not because it's going to make me look good or make me feel perfect and I don't have to do it in every single way that another person's doing it. I am enjoying this. Like I could weep thinking about the little me that just didn't get to insert whatever that thing was. And even not just the little me, like 9, 10, 11, 12 me, the little me. I'm short, so little me is always me. The me last year that didn't get to. The me two years ago that wouldn't let herself. The me two days ago who was like, if it's not this particular thing, I can't do it. If it's not perfect, I can't do it. So today, as I am recording this episode, I'm asking you to hold me accountable. I don't want to be perfect. I want to heal what my rush to adulthood did to me. So that's why I'm here. And I want to start with that because it's important that we know together, we are we, are we now, y'all with me, we are us. It's important that we support one another because in this adult life, especially as a black person, you know, I want to be in community with people. I want to be in solidarity with people. I want us to be doing this adult life together in the ways that make sense for us, of course. And sometimes, and at least my experience, that rush to adulting is like a rush to get my house and get my friends and to get my job and everything is me, 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 get my stuff together, be good, be the best, be all these things. And I'm just saying, at least for this episode, if you can, let's be us. And so us, we're going to be listening together on um, what my push to adulthood, my rush to adulthood, and my being adultified rushed me to. So let me tell you, if you can't tell, I am Black. I am a woman. I am the oldest daughter of my parents. And... With all that being the context, I had responsibilities, as many of us do as oldest daughters or daughters at all in um, a culturally Black household in the United States, especially growing up in the era where I grew up in. And at the time, I mean, I didn't think anything of it. It was like, yo, everybody I knew was all the Black women were taking care of everything. <laughs> it was nothing to me. It wasn't anything that sort of raised a red flag, if you will. It was what my 
classmates were doing for their siblings. It was with what my mother was doing for her siblings and had done for her siblings, right? So I didn't know at the time that my being pushed to um, adulthood or being adultified at such a young age um, would even be a thing. It wasn't a conversation until I did therapy all these years later. And so now I'm looking back saying I was being adultified, not just in what I was required to do in terms of taking care of the home or my siblings or the responsibilities that I had. But I'm just going to say, I've I, I just been thick with a capital K um, since I was nine. And I was adultified in another way that it's not for y'all. We're not getting into it, but I want you to understand being adultified in mind, body, and, and spirit was its own rush. So I was rushed to adulthood long before I even know what adults were doing. How old are you when you become an adult? What is even that age? I didn't even know what age was the age that you counted as being an adult. I didn't even know that before I was adultified. And then my life um, with two parents who both grew up in immense poverty um, and their own level of precarity. Again, this is not my business to tell. But this is the truth of what my life was and why, let me back up and pause and say here, me sharing my story and sharing maybe harder things that happened to and around me, you know, folks will be like, you're not ashamed. You're not worried. You're not embarrassed. And I'm like, why would I be embarrassed about a life somebody made for me? Why would I be embarrassed about things that happened to me because of other people's decisions? I'm not embarrassed. I have no shame. I have no regrets about how I'm telling my story because I'm going to tell it from my vantage point, though we'll talk about other people and they know I'm talking about them. Okay. Because I'm not a, a one to talk about people without telling them that I'm talking about them. Okay. So, you know, my mother know that I'm doing this podcast and we having conversations about what does it mean that I was rushed to adulthood and then rushed myself to adulthood. So now let's get back into the storyline. So, you know, dealing with uh, parents, um, a, a country, a culture where there was so much precarity, there was so much loss and heaviness, grief, collective grief, unresolved and sometimes unknown People were responding to those things in ways that were unhealthy and unhelpful. And here I am, little nine-year-old Hazel, cute as a button, gorgeous. I've been this popping my whole life, except for fourth grade. Dang, I was like, who would happen there? Anyways, I digress. Young Hazel, just having life thrust upon her. And I think part of what I what I hold when I hold her when I center her when I look in the mirror and I see little Hazel and I see her being perfect because that's what she thought needed to happen to stave off pain emotional and physical to stave off disappointment and frustration to keep herself safe from whatever the world had to offer, perfection was the answer. 
I want to share a quick story about what that perfection looked like because it's still something that I think is wild um, because there are days, um, not as of late because I'm so grateful for just the, the work I'm doing, but there were days where I still did this as an adult where um, the first, I remember the first time I had my own room for a short stint of my life, very short stint. I have a lovely sister um, who you'll get to hear sometime down the line um, on this podcast. I have a lovely sister I shared a bedroom with, but we are almost, you know, about 10 and a half, 11 years apart. And so it's just hard to share a room with somebody that young, you know, so it's just the truth. And because I had these three brothers, um, I love my brothers and I'm so grateful for them. You've heard a little bit about um, my Anthony um, and I'll say a little bit more about um, my mic, Mike, my heart. Um. I'll say a little bit more about him in a bit too, but I share my room with this, my sister. And um, right before she was born and I had this room to myself, we were just in a mess. There was a lot happening in the house and there was a lot of um, just chaos. There were um, just days where you would, I would wake up and I just wouldn't know, like, am I like, in hell or something like what's happening because last night we was cool everything was good and I woke up this morning and all of a sudden everybody's a lot going on with emotions or just you know verbal and physical violence and I'm like what's happening because I'm a good kid and so I don't know what's going on and so my way to protect myself is to say I'm gonna just accept that when I leave this room everything is gonna be the shits just to be honest and I was always ready when I left the room I was always ready for war constantly ready and I'm not using that word flippantly and I know that's a a word that sparks its own uh, level of concern and violence but I was like I felt like I was putting on the armor constantly to survive leaving the room and then I really had to have it together. It don't matter what was going on for me. It didn't matter if I was hurting or it didn't matter. I had to have it together but when I was in that room I could keep order. And so I remember when I would have hard days or, you know, there would be a lot going on outside that room. I'd come into the room and one by one, I'd take down every poster, unfold every bit of laundry, unhang every piece of clothing. Un I would unfold every sock, mix up every shoe, tear up the bed. And minute by minute, one shirt by one sock by one shoe, I would put it back together. And I would feel literally in my body, I feel it now in my body, peace. I felt in control. Even if what was happening, even if I could hear the hollering or the bumping around and all kinds of stuff, I felt peace. And what my mind and my body and my heart said in that moment was, this is the only way to freedom, perfection. You must be perfect in every way. I would go on to be a straight A student for the rest, most of the rest of my career. I went to graduate school. I would go on to be a straight A student. I would go on to make almost no mistakes on any tests, like standardized tests, um, and those are not measurements of success, by the way. I, you, we can have a whole other conversation about standardized testing. But these are things that I measured my goodness and my worth and my value on. Was I perfect? 
And I remember I got my first A minus. I called home and I was like, they're going to kick me out of school. And my mother was like, what? I said, I got an A minus. They're going to kick me up out this joint. She said, don't get off my phone. That's exactly what she said. But anyways, you can hear in this, this small story, just the way that uh, planning it out, having together, putting everything back in order, putting everything in place, gave me a sense of comfort, gave me a sense of control. There is nothing wrong with the way I responded. Let me just be clear, because it, whatever people are going to say about it is what you're going to say about it, but there's nothing wrong with the way I responded. What I am saying at this moment in the year 2023 is that that tactic no longer serves me. For the most part, barring any ridiculousness, I am relatively, and I'm just going to say relatively safe because I still exist as a Black person, as a woman, and as a queer person, and happen to in, in exist at the intersection of all those three. So I'm not like safe, safe. You know, I'm up here in the United States of America. Uh, I'm not naive. And I am relatively much safer than I was at that moment. Definitely psychologically and emotionally safe for sure. And so using this tool of keep it in order, be perfect, plan it to the nth degree, have everything down to the T before you can even move does not serve me. And so creating a podcast that's about healing in my adult life, that's about the stories that I have that rushed me to adulthood, nuancing the adult experience, I have to be honest about my pitfall. And my pitfall is perfection. I want to get every episode down to the same minute. I want every post I have on it to have the same format of every single thing and the same number of lines on every sentence. And I want the particular music to match this. I mean, those who know me know I'm not making it up. But if I am to do the work, as I said I would, I must relax. I even feel my shoulders coming down a little bit more. I was adultified, was rushed to my adult life. And my work today is not to judge myself. It's not to blame myself. It's not even to be angry with myself. It is to notice when I am being led by the thing that I actually need to heal. When I am being led by the thing that rushed me to adulthood, I want to be healed in that area. So that's what I'm doing today. That's what I'm doing this episode. And so I just wanted to share this story, this top line with you, because it is vital that as I'm walking through these conversations with individuals, as I'm reflecting on my own life, um, with myself, as you can see here in this solo episode, it's important for me to get clear about why am I here? What is rushing to adulthood? What is my rush to adulthood? I was rushing. I was sharing. Excuse me. <clears throat> Child, I'm not even going to edit that out. I didn't choked. Not choked up. I really didn't choke on my, my, my words. And I think that was very, um, uh, the universe does some things, y'all. It's, it's making me slow down. 
in speech, in thought. So, I literally rushed to my adult life. I had no friends in high school, mostly because I wasn't allowed to hang out with anybody. But I was like, this, listen, I don't want any connection that's going to keep me focused here on this place that I'm trying to get up out of. So, just, bye. It's so nice to hang out with y'all at school. Goodbye. And I mean it. So <laughs> I didn't rush myself to adulthood. I left the home and went to college and pretty much adult, adulted that entire time. And I think when I, looking back on the, the, the really key moments leading up to my leaving my childhood space to my, what would be now my adult life, um, I really think about how much I miss. I don't remember graduation. I don't remember dances. Um, I was the prom queen. I don't even remember that. I don't remember what was happening. Um, I received wild awards. I don't remember them. I mean, I only know because you know, they're there. If y'all been to my mother's house, they're all over the wall. <laughs> and so I know that I have these things, but I don't remember anything. I truly don't. Um, nothing of note. And we didn't really take pictures like that. I have a few pictures from graduation day. Um, but I don't remember anything. I just remember I had everything on a list, on a spreadsheet, a packing list, um, a plan for the timing. I mean, that back then, y'all, I'm trying to just age myself. Back then, we was using MapQuest and printing it out. I don't, I wasn't using the GPS to do nothing. I was literally going on the internet and typing up, like, how do I get from point A to point B? And hopefully I know what Route 66 look like when I get to it because there's no GPS telling me where. Um, but I had printed off. And I had about six weeks before I was even leaving, but I was already ready to go. Ready to go planned my whole life five years worth of my life planned um and I remember a few weeks ago when I was reflecting on um, my high school days I've been um, reconnecting with folks from high school and it's been very uh, fascinating because people are remembering things about me that I'm like oh for real? I was like that oh okay that's so interesting because I don't remember I was so busy being perfect and having everything lined up and rushing to get up out of there, which I think I had every right to, to do. But I'm saying this to say um, I wasn't there. I was there, but I wasn't there. And so my journey is to um, allow myself to be and know that I am enough without everything planned, without the perfect end to a sentence or the perfect end to this episode. And the second thing is, to allow my adult life to let me see, to let me see. And that's what I'm up to. And so I'm so wildly grateful, like breath taking how much support um, y'all have poured in to um, me, into this podcast, into this journey um, for me and for you, I hope, as I shared in the first episode. And so I'm... Um, Looking forward to continue to be in conversation and to share more of my journey and to share more of 
what rushing to adulthood has meant to me, um, the funny things that we do in our adult life, the ways we heal in our adult life, as we talked about last week, how we queer in terms of creativity and mixing it up and switching it up and not just doing the same old things that we've always done, not just doing the same old things that we've always done. It served me back then, it does not serve me now, and that's okay. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to the uh, upcoming episodes that we have. They're going to be really beautiful. You're going to be hearing from some really wise and brilliant spirits. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. The last thing I want to say before I hop off here um, is about kind of the inspiration for this particular um, episode. My whole life, um, I've been saying forever becoming a better version of myself. And it, you know, back in the day when we had like the MySpace, that was my MySpace tagline. I think even my Facebook tagline at one point when I had it back, back, back when it was created. So I don't got a Facebook now. But part of what um, sparked this moment in my life of um, being a lover of freedom and a, being on a quest for freedom is because I have been wildly fortunate to be surrounded by uh, particular people, but I want to name one individual um, who has been um, showing me for more time than I actually realize what it means to be free, what it means to operate with um, just a fullness of self and just going into it. Um, and even when there are so many odds, even when there are so many reasons to stop. And so I just want to um, say that this episode is dedicated to my Mike Mike, um, my younger brother. I have uh, three brothers. He's the youngest of the brothers and the second to last of my siblings. And when I had shared with him that I was doing this podcast, um, he was just so excited and continues to be a great support. And I, I draw a lot of inspiration from um, just the way that he is just unwavering in his truth. Um, and we talk about it. I talk about it with him. You know, sometimes there's a way to tell your truth without being a little, you know, having too much gumption. You know, I tell him all the time, you know, you got to, you know, serve it to him nice every once in a while, you know, but and even in that, he's like, I'm going to serve it how I'm going to serve it. And I just really appreciate the level of like knowing and truth and freedom that he embodies, um, just knowing the type of person that he is and the home that we came from in particular. I'm just, uh, I continue to be um, just led by that, that inner wisdom that he holds of just knowing um, that it is really for freedom um, of whole self. And so I'm grateful and I dedicate this episode to my Mike Mike. And I thank y'all for being here with me as we are continue to talk about rushing to adulthood. I'll see you next time.